0: Hey y'all, I'm your host Miss Nikki and I welcome you to Something to Say where we dig into topics that aren't really discussed in the church but are felt and experienced in everyday life. God always has something to say to every one of us. What is he saying today? Welcome back to Another episode of the series Narcissists and What Are They? Um, so in this episode, I kind of wanted to go into, like I explained before, prior into the different characteristics that expresses who these people are and what they're all about. Now, this topic is a very sensitive topic for me. Again, um, I have stated in the last episode that this this is something that I wanted to talk about from the beginning, and I felt like. God allowed me to have this experience to bring awareness to, um, these different types of relationships and personalities that we can meet. And it could really either destroy us or, um, no, it can destroy you. The only one that can bring you out is the Lord himself. And when you do discover, what you've experienced, you do have this sense of um, empowerment. You do have this sense of wanting the world to know what you've experienced because it's literally like walking into a door blindfolded, blindfolded and not knowing that there's a door in front of you. Like this is really a situation that could smack you in your face without even knowing that this is what you have been involved in all along. So you do um, become empowered and wanting to share your experience so that other people aren't fooled like you. You know, other people don't know that these, these people exist. It's just nuts. So I want to get into, again, discussing what um, some of the characteristics are and, and the terminologies that psychologists use to explain Um what people go through and and the different manipulative tactics that these people use so one of the manipulative tactics that they use early on in a relationship with them is it's called love bombing right and love bombing is a part of a cycle that narcissists have in relationships um they, uh, psychologists have um, discovered that they have um, an abuse cycle, right? Because dealing with a narcissist is a lot of emotional abuse. So that's really what we're getting at when discussing narcissistic relationships or um, narcissistic abuse. So uh, psychologists have um, realized that narcissists have a patterning of idol- idealization, Devaluation and rejection, right? That's the gist of the abusive cycle that narcissists put their victims through. And in this cycle, they have different manipulative tactics that you feel with them, but you you don't know that this is what's going on. I don't think that they know, or or um. They know the terminology of what it is that they're doing but they they are aware that they are using manipulative tactics i do feel like they um like manipulation is a part of them like they do it so easy that it just comes out of their pores like it's just something that they move and easily right so like when you're anointed You move in the gifts of God. You move in what God called you in. If you have a gift of singing, it's easy for you. It's not something that's hard or something that you have to really think hard about. When it comes to narcissists, they manipulate so easy. It's a part of them, you know? They feel that they have to manipulate people and cover up who they really are, create a facade in order to get what it is that they need to get. And that's one thing that I want the listeners to understand. Narcissists are only in relationship with people to gain. It's for personal gain, right? So they're never in a relationship to really love you, to really make you feel wanted. None of this stuff is about you. It's all about them and what they felt they were neglected in. And they're going to make you do what they feel they're entitled to get or to earn. And that's it. And when you can no longer provide that for them, they are going to move on to the next person and the next person and the next person. So let's jump into it. Love bombing. This happens when someone overwhelms you with loving words, actions, behavior as a manipulative uh, technique. Here are 13 signs of love bombing. They make grand romantic gestures. Give slash, um, they give extravagant gifts. They always compliment you. They promote excessive communication. Now, some of these things don't seem abnormal, right? They don't seem abnormal, but this is excessive. This is not um, a once in a blue moon compliment you. This is not a once in a blue moon um, give you gifts. And this is not a once in a blue moon thing. This is a time period where all of these things that I'm stating, they're excessive And they're too early on in the relationship. I'm talking about first week. You're getting all of this stuff at once, right? So they waste no time in trying to make you believe that they're this person that you've always been looking for, right? They promote excessive communication. They request constant attention. And this is, again, this is like the first two days. Um, They demand commitment. They resist your boundaries. They make soulmate claims. They say, I love you very quickly. All right, so this is not stuff that, this happens later, this happens immediately. They are good at saying what you want to hear. They feel too good to be true type of people. They make you feel like you're being saved. They make immediate promises about the future. They put you on a pedestal. Again, this is very early on in a relationship. I mean, even you'll feel like it's a little bit too much, you know, too early, too soon. You'll feel like that. But we tend to kind of brush things like that off because the person is not being mean, right? The person is being nice, and so you feel like, oh, it's not that bad, you know. Maybe they're a little too pushy, but we don't. We tend to not feel like it's that bad, you know, because again, the treatment is nice. Um, another term for um, narcissistic techniques is narcissistic supply. So you become narcissistic supply, right? When you um, involve yourself with these type of people they're getting something out of you. You're supplying them with some sort of need, right? Some sort of supply that makes them feel worthy of still being alive cuz these people go through a lot of emotional issues um and this is stuff that they hide. They don't appear to be emotionally weak. They don't appear to have um Psycholo- psychological issues from neglect and abuse in their past, they don't seem to be any of these people. They seem to be normal, regular adults. They have created in their minds a picture of what these things look like, Normacy. right? But they know deep down inside, they have all types of issues that make them the dark side. The dark side is who they really are. So narcissistic supply is a pathological or excessive need for attention or admiration from codependents, or such a need in the orally fixated. There's such there's there's such a need for the orally fixated, like compliments and stuff from you, that they don't take notes or account to real feelings, opinions or preferences of other people. How to know if you are someone's narcissistic supply? So when you become somebody's narcissistic supply, you have no idea. Again, all of this stuff is happening right in front of you and you have no clue. You know, you think that you're just getting to know this person and they may seem a little excessive and being nice. They may seem overly nice. They appear to be so excited about being with you, getting to know you and wanting to be around you all the time. But again, this is so fast and so early on. It's weird. But again, because it's not a bad behavior towards you, you don't really focus on those bad or let's say red flags, right? So to know that you are narcissistic supply, you feel tired after having a conversation or after spending time with them. They're on your mind more than anyone else. You're consistently thinking about how your actions affect them and less about how their actions affect you. You act to keep, this, to keep them satisfied and comfortable at all times. This is once you're sucked in, right? This begins to be your behavior. You act, as, you act to keep them satisfied and comfortable at all times. You feel guilty when they express disapproval or disappointment. When you don't meet their expectations. This is when the cycle begins that I was talking about. As far as, um, you know, like being sucked into their world. Them making you feel like um, you are the person for them. And when you do something wrong, because... The personality that they presented to you in the beginning was somebody who was so pleased with you and somebody who was so excited to be with you. Once that changes, it's like, wait a minute, did I do, do something wrong? And, you know, did I do something wrong to make you feel like, you know, you're uncomfortable? You was happy before. You were so excited to be with me. Now you're acting strange. Now you're acting funny. So, yeah, they, they that's a manipulative tactic tactic that they use. They want to make you feel like you're wrong so that they can manipulate you into doing what they need you to do. Um, I wanted to express to another terminology that people aren't really, um, familiar with what they do early on is they create, and, and this is another psychological, um, terminology that psychiatrists have came up with. They, um, use what's called flying monkeys. Right now, bear with me. It sounds funny. When I first heard of it, I was like, what are they even talking about? Some of these terminologies is just too much. It's too much to dig into. But when you realize that you have very few people but psychiatrists or other victims um, to understand what you're dealing with, you begin to dig deeper and you don't care about what the terminologies are. If it sounds and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And so you become interested in different things, all just to make sure that you understand that you're not crazy and that you are really experiencing what you're experiencing. Now, with these flying monkeys, I'm going to go into the definition and going to explain to you how they can be a part of the confusion that you may feel. So, flying monkeys are the enablers who support the narcissist no matter what they do. The flying monkey blindly sides, encourages, supports, And even abuses the victim to defend the narcissist. Even if they know the narcissist is wrong or doing some messed up illegal things, even with kids involved, they are either blind to the narcissist's behavior because of cognitive dissonance or they just don't care. Either way, they are just as guilty. Narcissists usually have a few flying monkeys that they can count on for backup. So one of the things that we don't realize in getting into relationships with narcissists, they tend to, when they first meet you, they're already telling these flying monkeys who you are, how much they like you, um, what it is that they like about you, um, how in love they are, and they're telling them all these things, right? And then when the, the switch flips, you know, when they decide to start devaluing you or degrading you, they're telling the, nar- the the flying monkeys this stuff too, right? They're telling them the different reasons on why they feel now that the feeling has changed and why they feel the way that they feel. The one thing that we have to realize is that narcissists are very, um, how you say, they are very shallow people, right? So they nothing about them is seeking your inner you. They are seeking how you make them look, what you can do for them. That's It. There's nothing more about what they want from you. Like, they don't want anything deep from you. They don't want to understand you. They don't want to un- want to understand that you may have um, changed your behavior or not want to be around them because you may be going through something. You know, a family member could have passed away. Anything, any scenario that includes you being real intimate and showing your real self, they don't want anything to do with that. They are only in this relationship. It's a self-serving cycle. Right? It's a self-serving situation. What can you do for me? Is what they are looking for. If you cannot provide anything for them, they don't want anything to do with you. Sometimes the narcissist is jealous of you. To have you is to conquer you. We know, or if you don't know, men love the chase of a woman. Narcs take this concept to an extreme. They want to get you to prove that they can. The jealousy may be because they feel that you are a goody two-shoes, you know, you're supposed to be a Christian or you're a saved or godly person. They want to destroy that about you. They want to tear down everything about you so that they can, you know, when they court you, it, it makes you think that they're a great person during the courting process, Right. You've always been, you know, this is somebody that you've always looked for. Then once you, they see that they got you, once they see that you're in love with this fake person that they, they presented before you, the person that they made you think that they are, all of a sudden there's a, a switch that changes, right? They begin to show the real them. Meanwhile, they're telling their flying monkeys, like I just said, something totally different. So they're telling them lies about you, Right. This is for them to set up a stage to justify their behaviors, their wrong behaviors towards you. What they do is they plant seeds, negative seeds in the heads of others about you, right? They make them think that everything that they are doing to you, they make the fine monkeys think that you're doing this stuff to them, right? They manipulate these people so that they can be on their side. And when a flying monkey is so invested in standing up and taking for taking up for the narc, they don't even care about the truth. They don't care. They believe what the narcissist said about you, and they're going to go with it. And sometimes they'll be abusing you as well. They'll call you and curse you out, and they'll tell you to leave that person alone. They don't want nothing to do with you. They'll involve themselves in the worst ways. And they'll do all kinds of stuff to help tear you down because they believe that regardless of what, they're going to stand up for this narcissist. They believe everything that was told to them. And there's no way that you can make them believe any different. Even if they know the truth, like I read earlier, if they know the truth, they're still going to stick up and stand up for this narcissist. So one of the tactics that narcissists will use when the behavior begins to change is called gaslighting. Gaslighting is a... Now, bear with me with this word. This is a word that I could barely pronounce, but I'm going to try to pronounce it. It's a (laughs) colloquialism that is loosely defined as making someone question their own reality. The term may also be used to describe a person who effectively puts forth A false narrative that leads another person or a group of people to doubt their own perception and become disoriented or distressed. Now, I can give an example. You find out that this person cheated on you. Or you found out that they stole something from you, right? Or you misplaced something in the household, right? Right? To gaslight is for this person to make you feel like you're crazy. I didn't steal anything. I didn't take anything from you. You're lying. And you could tell them, listen, before I left this morning, I put my pocketbook right there. My wallet was in it. I know there was $50 in my wallet. Now it's missing. And they're like, well, maybe you spent it yesterday when you bought groceries. Didn't you buy groceries yesterday? Or maybe you lost it. I don't know. I didn't see it. Meanwhile, they went in your wallet. They stole it they put it back and they're making you think something different. That is the definition of gaslighting. Narcissists do this all the time. They want to make you think something totally different from what's really going on. That is the gist of their behavior, right? They want to make you go nuts, make you blame you. And then again, you're, you're, like I said, There is no way of understanding this unless you've been in this situation, which is why I asked earlier in the last episode, if you are not interested in this topic, if this is something that you've never experienced and you don't even care about it, don't even listen to this episode. This is solely for the people who understand and who have been through these crazy experiences with these people. It is very hard to explain what you've dealt with. And the only one to understand is a psychologist or somebody who has been there. This is a very difficult topic for people to discuss because it is shameful. It seems so simple that you should just walk away, right? But it's not that easy. It really isn't. This is more demonic and more spiritual than you could imagine. And unless you understand those things, Unless you've been through the situation, you will not get, you will not even, you will not even get or even imagine what being with this type of person is like. You have to experience this. I believe psychiatrists, when they hear about the different things that people have gone through, yeah, it's something that they've studied, but to hear a victim or to hear a, a narcissist even speak on some of the ways that they devalue and manipulate people. I think that's the only way that that psychiatrists, even after studying studying it, I believe that that is the only way that they believe it. That they believe that these people do exist. Again, we are talking about people who seem friendly, who seem like they don't have any mental disorders. They're cool. They're nice people to get along with. They're fun. You know, easygoing people, good people to be around. You know, they may save your cat, may save your dog. They may even... You know, take up for a family member, they appear to be good, solid people. But behind closed doors, the COVID narcissists will emotionally abuse their victims. And a lot of the times, victims will stay because it's not physical abuse. Now, you do have those that are both physically abusive and emotionally abusive, but a lot of people, there are so many people that have no clue how serious emotional abuse is. Some people don't even know that that is a form of abuse, right? And so they've experienced these people and other personality disorder people just like this. You have to be in this situation to understand it. So I'm going to take, I'm going to move on the rest of the info that I have to another episode because this is a lot to, like, kind of put into one show. Nobody wants to sit there and listen to any message for more than 45, even 30 minutes. Like, I know a lot of these episodes are long, but it's, it's only because of the information that I'm trying to get out there to you, you know? Like I said, I had no clue when I experienced this that these people even existed, and most definitely I was shocked, and I felt, you know, compelled to spread it to spread the message. But I needed to do a lot of my own healing to revisit a lot of this stuff. Because when you begin to talk about the different things, um, the different characteristics, you kind of go back in your mind of your own experiences. And if you're healing from this, this is not something that you want to just dive into. You are trying to, you know, be healed and move on. Because again, this is not an easy situation So, we're going to conclude this for the next episode. I'm going to get into more um, topics and more of the cycle of narcissistic abuse. So, I love you guys. I pray that this um, opened your eyes and opened your heart to these concepts, you know. Um, Stay blessed and stay tuned. Until next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Something to Say, currently airing on Spotify, Podcast, Anchor, Web Browser, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, just to name a few. For updates, please follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Both handles are the same. Something to Say, Podcast 21. That's S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G, the number two, A Y. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-21. This is where you can get info on updates for new uploads. You can also comment, like, and share posts. And for those of you who cannot follow us on Podcast forums, the link to our YouTube channel is located in the bio. Please subscribe, comment, like, and share so our message spreads out to more listeners. Inbox me or email me something to say, podcast21 at gmail.com. Please send in DMs on topics that you'd like to discuss, prayer requests, or questions that you might have. Those of you requesting certain topics can do so anonymously. I pray that the words spoken today will take root in your heart and feed your soul. Until next time, be blessed in the name of our Lord.